This is Jeff. This is Brett. This is Megan. And we're just talking about Star Wars Dark Empire on the Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome to episode four nice. of our Dark Empire miniseries. We're already laughing. Welcome back, people. In this episode, we talk about issue number four, Confrontation on the Smuggler's Moon. Wow. But before we do, social meteors. <laughs> this is where the- <laughs> I like the sound effects. Hey, I'm trying here. <laughs> it's as if we pay royalties every time we use the sound. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, this is where the good Moof Milkers can find us on social media, on Apple Podcasts. Search for The Skywalk. Sky is in sky. Walk is in the thing you cook in. Spell W-O-K. Subscribe there and leave us a review. Pour for vor. Spotify, same deal. The Skywalk. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Instagram. Bam! <laughs> the Skywalk. <laughs> and Jeffrey, tell us about Podomatic. Well, listeners, as you know, we always try to give the best to those who are listening on our platform. And our platform starts with starwarsovercoffee.podomatic.com. That was good, Jeff. That was really good. And all the other podcast platforms, <laughs> Stitcher, Podbean, Radio something. Radio FM. Jeff and Megan, welcome back to the Skywalk. It's very exciting to dig into issue number okay. four with you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. The one thing we've been trying to figure out on this Dark Empire miniseries of the Skywalk is whether we'd want Dark Empire back into official Star Wars canon or not. Not that it matters because it can live on in our head canon, but mm. so far, yes, we do. Absolutely. Very much like to have Dark Empire back into the official Star Wars canon, even at the cost of the sequel trilogy. Now, does the Dark Empire move you to want to uh, read the other novels, Brett? Jeff, I have been. You already are. Wow. Yeah, okay. I was reading I was reading Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is what are these books? They're unrelated to the Dark Empire? Well, first of all, Megan, there's a billion of them. Um, <laughs> there are <That's> novels. <laughs> there are novels and there are comics and then there are both together which are like Whoa. the novels in graphic novel form. Megan, what you didn't know is that Brett actually has a PhD in Star Warsology. Oh, I'm not surprised. I feel like you do too, G-Man Kelly. No, my, mine's just in the force. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I will say? Jeff does know a lot more about the expanded universe. Like this, the stuff that's no longer canon, Jeff has a vast knowledge of that stuff. No, both of your knowledge uh, really impresses me. I think it's awesome that you guys know so much about this universe. And I'm glad that our Star Wars knowledge hopefully hasn't been presented in a way that completely turns you off to Star Wars which is no. the effect that it can have. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just made me want to watch the movies more and like right. learn more about it. I was saying to Brett um, earlier that now I want to watch tonight The Last Jedi. After reading Ooh. the comic, I was like, okay. I feel like I need to watch a Star Wars movie tonight. See? Good, good. Well, I would definitely like to hear your thoughts after you watch it. Okay. I've seen it once, but it was right when it came out. So I'll give you my thoughts uh, next episode. All right, cool. Wow, what a tease for the next episode. <laughs> I know. <That's> <laughs> Prepare yourselves, listeners. <laughs> As I mentioned, issue number four is titled 
confrontation on the smuggler's moon. Um, the opening crawl in each one of these issues to catch up the Moof Milkers has an opening crawl. This one catches us up on Luke's current mental state, which is believing he can resolve the galactic conflict by learning the Emperor's darkest secrets, which is like one of us trying to resolve the current social unrest by joining the LAPD. Alice. Meanwhile, <laughs> Lando and Wedge are launching disposable Star Destroyers at a fleet of planet-killing devastators that have pretty much wiped out the calamari. <laughs> it sounds funny when you say wiped out the calamari, because that's what we do. Because I totally wiped it out with that, with that red sauce. Wait, side note, <laughs> I ate calamari for the first time. This oh, that's right. You oh. never tried it. Okay, I've never had so, it before. Megan, did you eat the tubular pieces? Or did you eat tubular the little crawly thingies? I just ate the like circular like okay. Not the yeah. My friends, we got it and they were like, you might want to start off with the like yep, you know. And I was like, okay. And the ones we got uh, kind of had like a almost like a chili sauce on it, like a sweet chili sauce. They were different than my friends were used to. And they, I thought it was really good. Where'd you get them from? Um, I went down the Cape for the day, and there's a place called the Lobster Trap. Um, and we got it from there, and it was good. All I right. highly recommend. Good name. So you ate the inner tube pieces of the calamari, but not the little gangly tentacles. I didn't try the tentacles because I was nervous too. But next oh, time, they're I will. even better. Are those better though? Oh man, I missed out. Okay, there's next time. Next yeah. time. It's to each their own. I I, I like the tubes myself. There's yeah. another character in Jabba's palace who looks like he has calamari coming off his chin. Mm, <laughs> yes, I know. I know who you're talking about. And we've all had calamari hanging down our chin too. <laughs> there's nothing like fried calamari. I think all calamari is fried. I mean, is it though? I've never eaten it any other way. I've seen it fresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Like you know, not so. I mean, it's not fried, but it's um, baked or or steamed. Oh, okay. So, hmm. yeah. yeah. So I've had it that way. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> were 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 there any hot peppers involved, Megan? There were. Yeah, it was okay. good. Yeah, there were right. some hot peppers. So you know, legal seafoods just open back up. So that's oh, where I, that's where I recommend you get. Calamari. Okay. Oh, they have really good clam chowder too. Very good. Oh, yeah, good. they okay. do. The best clam chowder. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's my plan this weekend. Go to legal seafoods. Yeah. Get some takeout. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the hot tip. Love that place. Oh, it's great. I think we're dedicating a proportionally correct <laughs> yes, amount of time. <laughs> yes, calamari. <we> are. <laughs> So on that note, we pick up with the 90s version of Jay-Z and Beyonce, a.k.a. Han and Leia. <laughs> Leia having just received a crusty 90s Blackberry from a crusty old Jedi lady named Vima. They now encounter a familiar foe, one last scene being belched into a living sand hole on Tatooine. <laughs> That's right, Boba's back. Boba's back, bees! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, that's the read-only version of the agenda. <laughs> Boba Fett, drawn to the quadrupled bounty on Han and Leia's heads by the surviving relatives of the now-shriveled Jabba the Hutt. But how is Boba alive, you might ask? He answers, The Sarlacc found me somewhat indigestible, Solo. Very 90s line. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure the flame floor didn't, didn't help. <laughs> That's that's what you call heartburn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to point out that this was every fan's theory for the last 30 years, is that, that Boba Fett was swallowed by the Sarlacc pit and then regurgitated 
and survives to this day, which jives with recent Star Wars news, which is that allegedly, allegedly, Boba Fett will be appearing in the Mandalorian series. Whoa. Let's not get our expectations too high on that. I know, I know. It would be cool, though. Back to our book. Let's not forget that OG IG droid, IG-88, is there. And so is Dengar, who definitely has some squares to spare. Mm. Megan, Dengar is the character who looks like he's completely wrapped in toilet paper and metal plates. Oh, I see. I see. I see he's yep. one of the bounty hunters. He appears in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, so I just got your joke, Brett. So you're saying <laughs> that the squares to spare are actually pieces of toilet paper. Yeah. You know, this is who you want to be with in a pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you definitely want Dengar around and you just spin him around and reel off some squares. Hey, hey now. These bounty hunters chase Han and Leia through the streets of the Corellian sector of Nar Shada. See our last episode, if that doesn't sound familiar to you. Shooting up the place with no regard for anyone that gets in their way. This is not the way, Boba. Jeff, I found this a little out of character for Boba Fett. Don't know about you. Well, you know what? So you do realize that he doesn't actually follow the Mandalorian way. True. So right. in the, even in the comic books, he's wearing Mandalorian armor, but he does not follow the way. Well, what's the Mandalorian way? There's a lot of honor in the Mandalorian way. It, yeah, it's very right. much about... It's an old system of knights and... Mm. There's community and family and loyalty there. They have standards, which is very contrary to typical bounty hunters. Okay, good to know. Um, the flurry of laser blasts hits an unfortunate hut that Boba accidentally sends careening into an abyss when his wrist rocket hits the hut's floater. So it's sort of like a segue for huts. Mm. And Han and Leia now commandeer the floater to make their escape. This is a good chase, I would say. I think it's on par with the opening speeder chase in Solo, A, a Star Wars Story. That was pretty good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to rewatch that movie this week. Solo is great. No, I kind of want to rewatch it, too. Solo is great. Quarantine is a gift. We can all <laughs> go back and watch all of our favorite Star Wars films over again. And again. And again. And again. <laughs> Also, Leia's got jokes. Mm. Oh, she does. And sass, which I love. I really like the um I really like the banter here. Do we wanna do do you wanna do your Leia voice, Brett? Or um no, I can't do young Leia, but I'll I'll read the dialogue. Unless you want to, Megan. Wait, where uh oh, okay, I see it. So I'll do I'll do my best my best Harrison Ford. This is not gonna be very good. Here we go. (laughs) Hang on, your worship. I'm trying to figure out these strange knobs and switches. Why is it you always get formal when you're about to do something stupid? <laughs> yes. Burn! <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for This Week in Dope Ships. Uh, at this point, we get our first look at the previously mentioned mediocrely named Starlight Intruder, and it looks cool. Can I see a photo of that? Uh, <laughs> yes, Jeffrey. Would you like to uh, call a lifeline? Yes, I would. Um, okay. All right. Oh, nice. In my opinion, it's boxy, mm. but okay. very cool. Seemingly has little fins or wings that could fold out. It could pass for a distant cousin of the Aravana, Han Solo's Ooh. freighter from The Force Awakens, which is by far my favorite ship of the sequel trilogy. And, fun fact, inspired okay. by the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Interesting. Super, like Super Nintendo? No. Nintendo, original. Nintendo, yeah, original. Yeah, it had that little like 
90 degree door that you flip up. Oh, dang. I don't think I've ever seen what a normal Nintendo looks like. Like the OG. That's the one where you're going like this. Yeah. <laughs> then you put it in. <laughs> I'm bringing the sound effects today. <laughs> All right. So dope ships. Boba Fett, hot in pursuit, got a new ship too. And it too is super dope. It's super duper asymmetrical and glorious. It looks like what a seven-year-old would make with Legos when going off manual with one of JJ's ships. <laughs> uh, and you're going to love this. It's called okay. the Slave 2. Ooh. What happened to Slave 1? Slave 1 was Boba Fett's original ship, which you see in The Empire Strikes Back only. But it is so cool. It flies one way and it lands another, which is also very That's cool. That's pretty neat. The Starlight Intruder now prepares to make the jump to the deep core, which sounds like it should come with a side of garlic knots, in search of Luke. <laughs> and Slave 2 prepares to follow, because that's what Boba does. You know, when you take off and you think there's no one on your tail. He's right behind you. Boba's there. Boba's got back. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> Leia kicks off the road trip by opening the old lady Jedi gift bag. And guess what? It's a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I was just ecstatic. I was excited. I was through the moon, through Cosmo's moon, Megan. Oh, <laughs> love a Cosmo moon. <laughs> and even cooler, it's an antique lightsaber at that. As Leia grasps the saber, she begins to see clearly with eyes of the force. This sounds like the lyrics to an 80s song, by the way. <laughs> I would and listen to that song. Yes, I would. <laughs> Anyways, what Leia sees with the eyes of the force is not great. Mm. Luke has indeed turned to the dark side and is commanding the Imperial fleet just as their father did before him. That's Darth Vader, by the way. If you don't know that, you're not <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that picture is so awesome. The one of her like vision. And with I love the colors of it. I don't know what page it's on. Let's see the colors, Brett. Yeah. Okay. The colors. I used Eyes of the Forest and opened up directly to that page. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. Isn't that oh, so that cool? is nice. With the red in the corner. I yeah. love the contrast. It's awesome. Yeah, and Luke's got that lime green thing going on. Yeah, it's, it's epic. So that's Leia with her hand? No, that's Luke's hand. That's Luke, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then Leia's eyes are in red. It's oh, cool. got you. Okay. Leia's Jedi vision segues us nicely back to Lando and company, who are getting their lobster tails kicked all over Calamari. But wait, rebel enforcements arrive just in the nick of time, the unfortunately named White Team is here. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Literally, the White Savior has arrived and is blowing up ties like Adam Vinatieri in overtime. Uh, by the way, this space battle is absolutely glorious. Some of the best artwork we've seen. It's so good. We bow again before Cam Kennedy. We are not worthy. Enter yet another <laughs> twist. Okay. A rebel E-Wing fighter crashes into Devastator Silencer 7, which does absolutely nothing. But inside this Imperial mammoth, Empire officers are faced with a troubling development. Quote, the master control computer on BIS, which by the way is where Luke's commanding from nowadays, folks, is transmitting improper signals, which you can get in a lot of trouble for nowadays. It's shutting us down. Yes, something or someone has sabotaged this Devastator sending it careening into the planet's surface. Upon seeing this, Lando exclaims, whoever's in charge of those monsters is an idiot. You'd almost think he wants to lose. So guys, this may sound confusing at first audio glance, 
But basically what's happening is someone is sabotaging all the bad guy ships to the point where Lando's just like, ah, oh, man, it's like they're trying to lose. And we all are thinking, hey, maybe it's Luke. Maybe he's not bad after all. Maybe he's causing his own Imperial armies to lose the battle. Oh, that does make sense. I didn't realize that when I read I, it. That makes a lot of sense. Meanwhile, Leia and company arrive at Biss. What do you guys think of that name? Biss. I love the name. It reminds me of Lobster Bisque. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me hungry. <laughs> Why is everything seafood with you, Megan? Everything is seafood. I don't know, but I just really want lobster bisque now. I mean, you, you're, pine, you're pining for clam chowder, <laughs> for calamari, bisque. and calamari. for lobster bisque. I would also love shrimp right now, but that's another story. <laughs> so, unfortunately... I, I love I love talking with you guys, but I do have to head out. Oh no, Jeff! Let's present it this way: you're mm. leaving on a side mission now. Yes, yeah. I will be back to report to the alliance when I'm done. But in the meantime, you guys take charge of the ship. Give our best to the Bothans, Jeffrey. <laughs> All right, guys. I take care. Kelly. Adios. Um, where were we? Okay. They gain access through the planet's security shield <laughs> and Boba and the Bounty Hunters, which is also a great 80s band name, hot on their tails, intend to slip on through with them. Because again, that is what Boba does. But Imperial Security spots the sneaky little ship and closes the shield on them, lopping off a wing and sending them spiraling out of control and out of the picture for now. Dun, dun, dun. Leia, Han, and Chewie arrive at the outskirts of the Emperor's ruling city. This is super exciting, by the way. This is really exciting. Like, I would die to see this in a movie. They, they gotta do it. I mean, I guess it's probably too late now, but it would be cool if they, if they made some sort of a movie like this. I'd watch it in a heartbeat. I have this thing, Megan, and I will, I'll tease it here, but we were going to put this in another episode of The Skywalk, but I guess it's more of a hope and maybe a semi-prediction, because I think it could happen, that they'll sort of have Legends films. So what they call Legends now in Star Wars is all the stuff that used to be canon, but no longer is, Mm -hmm. starting from when Disney purchased Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. But I think this stuff still exists, and they still sell it. So why not have people make movies or shows that are considered Legends? Like, hey, maybe this happened, maybe it didn't. It's just sort of a fun what if. And that's a very common thing in comics, right? And I think there's yeah. actually going to be a Marvel series like that on Disney Plus at some oh, point. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of like just an alternate universe, alternate yeah. reality. Like, oh, what if this happened, you know? Oh, I hope that happens. Legends. I like, the, I like this idea. Can someone make Dark Empire? And by the way, Megan, I don't know if you know about this, but there's a big, uh, there was a big push online. Someone pointed out at some point on the internet how much Bucky Barnes What's that actor's name now? I can't remember. Sebastian Stan resembles a young Mark Hamill. Oh. Yeah. So there was this big thing. It took on a life of its own. I'm going to look up a photo. Yeah. Of like, hey, why don't they cast Sebastian Stan as young Luke? And oh, man. Oh, I can totally see that. Right? Oh, I'm here for that. Well, see, and that's another good reason to do it. It's going to make money because people are going to come to see Bucky. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, they should totally do it. I hope that happens. Brett, you got to get through to, well, I know you don't like J.J. Abrams, but whoever is in charge of these, you got to get through to them and make this happen. Ryan 
Murphy? No. Did I make the no no? What's Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson. He's still doing stuff. Taika Waititi's gonna make a Star Wars movie. You know, and he did a Marvel. He did uh Thor Ragnarok. Come on, that would be cool. And I could imagine the tone not even being super different from that, because that's a movie that has a lot of humor, but it's also very dark at times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um yes, they arrive at the outskirts of the Emperor's ruling city. Leia convinces Han to let her fly the Falcon for once so that the Force can guide them to Luke's exact location. Han reluctantly agrees and tells Chewie to, quote, be a polite Wookiee. <laughs> I love that line, Megan. I love that line, too. Polite Wookiee, that would be a cool band name as well. Yes, that's a 90s band. <laughs> I'd listen to that 90s band. <laughs> the Force will get us through, Han, says Leia, even as Imperial security awakens to the fact that they are, quote, unregistered traffic. But now Leia, for the first time, I believe, Jedi mind tricks the pursuing Imperial pilot to no longer see them on the radar, allowing the Falcon to make its approach to a hangar in the tower where Luke resides. Very cool. It was very cool. I liked that part with Leia. It was cool for her to use her Jedi abilities and see it in full force. And that's the sad thing, Megan, is that she never really got her time to shine Mm -hmm. as a more active Jedi in the sequel trilogy. 100%. The narration box at the top of the next page says this. The same Jedi courage that led Luke Skywalker to surrender to his father on the Endor moon brings Leia into the mouth of the beast that intends to snuff out the last light of the Jedi. Oh, I love that. So they're heading into this Imperial facility, surrendering themselves so that they can find Luke. The gang is taken captive, but they've left a little surprise aboard the Falcon in the form of two humanoids Sala and Ninx, who we discussed in the last issue, who bring the Falcon to life with a blaze of blaster fire that disables our hero's captors. Sala and Ninx head off to find parking and await further instructions. So wait, where do they go? Where are they, like, where are they just hiding out somewhere? Yeah, they're literally like, you know, we're going to drive around and find a meter. And when you guys are done in here. <laughs> we'll just chill here. Let us know when, you, when you're ready for a ride. <laughs> yeah. We'll listen to a couple episodes of the Skywalk and you just call us when you're ready to get picked up. A very meta comic, you know? Nice. <laughs> uh, the Skywalker fam. That's what I'm calling them, Megan, because you know that Leia didn't take Han's last name when they married. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. The Skywalker fam, and Chewie, of course, is like the adopted pet slash son that they never had. <laughs> Still aboard the Beast, receive a visitation from Force Vision Luke, once again reminding them that they should have a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. Luke and some formidable sentinels then escort them to his master's clone laboratories. Oh my goodness. This is very much like the Rise of Skywalker, Megan. It really, really is. I love it. Which got me to thinking, this is a tangent, why would Palpatine have more Snokes after The Last Jedi? I mean, he used him for the intended purpose, Mm -hmm. which is to basically lead Kylo Ren away from his family and down the Mm -hmm. path of the dark side. And at this point, the entire First Order knows Snoke died. So why is he keeping additional Snoke clones around? Interesting. Is he going to have an estate sale? I don't know. I would love to check out that estate sale. I'd be very curious. Yeah, I'd pick up a Snoke if the price was right. (laughs) (laughs) As they enter the clone zone, Luke tells them that it was foolish for them to come here and that his destiny was not their destiny. Luke is pissed. So is Han. 
Han is pretty <laughs> cheesed at the Jedi farm boy and basically picks a fight with him. So Luke does what any Jedi turned bad guy would do when provoked and holds up his glowing wrist stub. Luke, your hand, says Leia. What hand, I ask. <laughs> yes, they're making me a better one. One with can opening abilities. Okay, I added that last part. That's not what Luke said. It would be pretty neat to just have a can opener. That's what I'm thinking he's doing. On hands all the time. Yeah. If I lose my hand, you have to look at the bright side. Yes. And say, you know, I can have different attachments now. <laughs> like I a can a, opener. I would have a dust buster attachment. Oh, that'd be helpful. Definitely the can opener. A wine opener. A wine opener for sure. I'm trying to think what else. What else would you have on your wrist stub? <laughs> Suddenly, oh snap, Leia pulls a lightsaber. Don't be a fool, says Luke. Palps, split ends are tingling. Excellent. Strike your brother. Then you'll see what new powers he's won from the dark side of the force. <laughs> Megan, do you think this was legit? Do you think that Luke Skywalker has actually won? It makes it sound like he won it in a carnival game. Like he <laughs> threw a dart at a balloon. But do you think he actually acquired new force powers from the dark side? Or is this all a ruse? I don't know. Um, maybe. I don't know. What are you thinking? I'm like, I feel like he's, how long do you think he's been there? Given the amount, like the extent of his military command, I feel mm -hmm. like it's been at least a couple months. That oh, would be dang. my guess. But he's like kind of resisting it, right? Like he also is still trying to like. At, at this point, I feel like all, I feel like all along, it's been impossible to think that he's not just playing the long con with mm -hmm. the Emperor. I mean, he admits yeah. it, he acknowledges it early on, which is actually really cool mm -hmm. um, because it shows some awareness on the part of the writer that like, okay, people are gonna know that Luke is just doing this to find some way to overthrow Palpatine again. Mm -hmm. This time he's just trying to do it through the dark side. Yeah. Even down, he's really good. Now that we're talking about it, I'm wondering if some of these force abilities will be what we do see in the sequel trilogy, like Kylo can extract information from people's mind against that is will. true yeah interesting that would seem like a good starting place yeah something that could learn from palpatine a hundred percent leia slashes at an imperial sentinel taking off one of its hands don't worry they'll make you a new one too <laughs> palpatine however raises his current hand fully intact and just like that leia's saber disintegrates that's too bad i liked that antique I know. I thought it was cool. She had a, uh, an antique one. That was kind of sad. Damn it, Palpatine. Curse you, Palpatine. <laughs> Look at you, says Palpatine. Brother and sister. Jedi. The last of your kind. And I have you both. So apparently, Megan, his thing is he collects Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine expresses his satisfaction with his mint inbox Luke Skywalker, but then reveals that it is Leia who holds the key to the future. Is it the kids, Megan? Do you think that's the key to the future? I don't know. I wrote a note and said, what is the key to the future? <laughs> Good uh, note. <laughs> me, the kid, that, that is interesting. Yeah, I was surprised when I read that, but I was like, hell yeah, Leia, being yeah. the key to the future. But yeah, I don't know. What does that mean? What do you think it means? I really don't know. I, I, think, I, I think it would be the kids. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, you've got two prime Jedi right now. Mm -hmm. So why not just use them if you can have them? Yeah, exactly. The kids? Unless he thinks it's going to be easier to like raise them in the dark side of the forest because they're young. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, but yeah, it's very curious. 
and we're not going to find out in this issue, people. Yeah. So you got to come back for episode five. <laughs> but don't worry. Palps ain't going to hurt Leia. He's just going to show her the future of the galaxy, which according to him is his clones. Because when has that not worked? <laughs> the Force suddenly grows strong in Leia. And Palpatine explains that he is, in fact... A clone. Too much power for his old body, yada, 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 and shazam, he pieced out into a clone body at some point, a process he believes is a road to eternal life. So this explains how Palpatine is back. It's also how JJ explained the return of Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Then Palpatine zaps Leia just for fun. Luke objects. Not cool. But alas, she's just sleeping. Just a little discipline for a Jedi, explains Palpy. <laughs> Palpy, I like that nickname. Palpy, I think we should switch over to Palpy. Palpy, I, I, that'd be a cute dog name. <laughs> Palpy, over here. <laughs> Palps got rid of his old body, so we'll get rid of the old name. Now he's Palpy. Han's not having it. No one force naps my wife. Now, he didn't really say that, but he probably would have. What Han really exclaims is, traitor out of my way. And he goes at Luke, who grabs him by the neck and holds him up like a dead chicken. He explains that Han has no idea what's really up and quote, what I'm doing to save the galaxy. Han, you don't even know. Yeah, what the hell, Han? You don't even, he really doesn't. <laughs> also, he really is so high in the air in that photo. Right? Of, yeah, Luke is really holding him high above the ground. Yeah, so first, dark side force ability, increased height. Yeah. <laughs> also super green and looks like a zombie in the yeah, last frame kind of I terrifying know. yeah luke has been changing color he's like the horse in the wizard of oz he really is yeah the last frame his face is like pretty terrifying like some walking dead kind oh, of stuff man but i love it megan i think this oh is i so do too cool, oh right? it's awesome i love it could you I'm see sebastian stan in that frame oh i associate just I throw totally some did. green on him and there we go and i think you know sebastian's capable of going to some dark places Oh, I think so, too. Angry Han says, You don't deserve to live for what you've done, Luke. Luke replies, That may be true, Han. I may have to die. But I assure you, it won't be you who does the deed. Whoa! Dun, dun, dun! That was a great ending. That is the end of the book, Megan. Of issue number four. You yeah. better work, Dark Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting. And Megan, at the end, it reveals the title of the next issue. Emperor Reborn. Oh. oh. I'm really curious now. The word reborn, that's a big word. I'm, <laughs> you know, like that has a lot of meaning behind it. I'm excited. So Megan, overall, what did you think of issue number four? Loved it. Here for it. I thought it was incredible. Would go see the movie. I love that they are showcasing more of Leia's uh, Jedi abilities. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what happens now that Leia and Luke are reunited with Palpy. Reunited? No. And it doesn't feel <laughs> so good. <laughs> and I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Megan, do you know they say uh, that in every single one of the nine uh, Skywalker saga films? They don't have a good feeling about it. Uh, the, no. I have a bad feeling about it. Oh, this. yeah, yeah. But. I didn't realize that, but I love that they do that because there's always 
some shit going down. <laughs> so it makes sense. <laughs> Here's your challenge, Megan, because you told me already that you're going to watch The Last Jedi again tonight. Mm-hmm. Try to find it in that movie. Okay. That's the hint. That's my that homework. Okay. It's actually not easy. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a challenge accepted. I'm going to okay. look for it. All right. But don't think about it too much, you know? I don't want you to yeah. like lose enjoyment of yeah, the I'm movie. I'm not going to like be like, <laughs> I don't pay attention except just for that line. <laughs> okay. And just to make sure, I'm going to tell you that if you haven't picked it up in the first 10 minutes, it's already gone. Oh, okay. For, yeah. Okay. That's a good clue. I'll, first 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So if you're 10 minutes in and you're like, I haven't heard it, like don't listen for it because it already happened. Okay. Yeah. So what did you think of uh, this comic? I loved it. I loved Mm -hmm. it. I I think the first two were great. I think uh, issue number three and this issue weren't quite as good as the first two, but I think a lot of that is because there were big revelations in the first two. Yeah, definitely. um, That were really the crux of the story. So now we're Mm -hmm. getting a little more in the weeds of the story of what's going on, but it was fun. I think it's... um, I think that doesn't lend itself as well to a comic as it would in a movie, right? Because yeah. this issue and the last one would have just been like awesome action Awesome scenes. movies, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I love the artwork. The colors are incredible. Always amazing artwork. Yeah, the ships are so good. Mm-hmm. And I really do think I still, like this just keeps reinforcing that, you know, it has me pining for the 90s, which mm-hmm. we always do. Best decade. The best decade ever right now. <laughs> you know, the missed opportunity to make more Star Wars movies in the 90s when I feel, I feel like they were more in tune mm-hmm. with the look and feel of Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Um, so it would have been great to see, you know, if they had made something like this back then. Um, I think it was interesting that this cover, we talked about this a little bit last time, it had more of an uh, original trilogy feel to it. Mm-hmm. It didn't have like the crazy '90s colors. Mm-hmm. But let's find out if oh. issue number five follows suit. I'm ready for it. Already ready? Are you ready, Magnator? I'm ready for it. I'm ready. All right. Here's the cover. Three, two, one. <gasps> Holy crap! Oh, oh my, my god! Gosh. What is covered in blue? It's what? beautiful. Oh that my goodness. is an insane cover, but I love it. Megan, I just got a chill. I love, first of all, the co- the contrast of the green and the purple. I love the two of them together. Oh it's like gosh. very, oh my God. And then if you, wow, Palpatine, terrifying. Whatever's happening there, I don't know who that is in the covered in blue. Wow, that's pretty sick. I'm really looking forward to reading it. I don't think I've been this excited about any of the covers so far. That is the definitely the most intense cover, I'd say. It's, I think it's safe to say it is clearly the most 90s cover. Oh, 100%. It reminds me a bit of like Ninja Turtles, like Absolutely. level, you know, it's yep. like, yeah. Like the logo color is the ooze. Yes. And then it looks like there's like the ooze. I can't really tell from here, but then there's like those little like vials or whatever that looks yeah that looks like some ninja turtle stuff too oh okay so on closer inspection those look to be cloning tubes oh okay but they could be also like ninja turtle ooze you know like yeah. the the vial the, like the, yeah, the, the canister yeah the canister yeah 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 <laughs> wow and um, I'm, i don't know if you can tell there's a couple of imperial probe droids That's oh i can see those yeah yeah little bad boys over here we've got a lot to look forward to oh okay so this like the thing in the middle 
that this blue oozy guy came out of yeah is it looks like it's a broken cloning tube oh again similar to the ninja turtles <laughs> where the ooze is spilled out of the canister oh man i'm looking forward to reading this one yeah that is a pretty nutty cover in like the best way possible also by the way this is very terminator oh true true this dude is totally in the buff except for his blue slime yeah so like palpatine you know he's not super stingy with his cloning tubes you know (laughs) (laughs) he's willing to crack one open every now and then for a good cause man this is this is amazing i really think my expectation for five and six is that they're really going to be awesome so like these like we said these last two issues were kind of setting things up they're kind of like the middle of any movie where things slow down a little bit Mm -hmm. before the real fireworks start it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. Megan, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was great. This is Brett. This is Megan. That was Jeff. <laughs> and we're just talking about Star Wars Dark Empire all the time on the Skywalk.